welcome to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson, a nationally recognized expert in the analysis of complex life insurance structures. In the Acres of Diamonds podcast, Bob talks about the flip side of owning a life insurance policy that your client has outgrown or that has underperformed. We share insight and strategies to help advisors maximize the effectiveness and value of their clients' life insurance policies. Hello and welcome to Acres of Diamonds with Bob Larson from the Settlement Masters. I got the the notes for today's podcast and the title of today's podcast is The Rushmore Podcast. And I don't know what that means. So Bob, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm a blessed man. All right. Now this is the Rushmore podcast. Are we talking about the big mountain with a bunch of faces or what are we talking about here? (laughs) Well, you're talking about a company that I originated, started and formed and incorporated in 1981, a number of years ago, maybe longer than some of the people listening have been on the planet. But I'll tell you about that as as we move along. It became a national national space. It it solved... Massive problems for people, and uh, uh, I want to tell uh, primarily clients and new clients. I want to tell them about the origin and and what Rushmore really does that might be of help to them. Okay, well, mo- most of the podcasts that we've done, you've talked about settlement masters, and you have also talked a lot about um, the immense experience that you have in the insurance industry. How did you get started in the insurance industry specifically? Oh, you say that so well, insurance. (laughs) You know, uh, the insurance industry is divided into two sectors. One is the commercial and individual liability sectors, which is a totally different industry. It's like oil and uh, and, uh, having... uh, Sun solar energy. It's it's it does it does some one of the same things, but it's completely different in terms of industry uh, application. The commercial world mitigates risk for corporations. The life insurance industry was designed and defined in 2015. Uh, correction, 1915. Life insurance was considered as a as a product, an asset class. Uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about that. But how I got started is I started in the insurance business in 1965, if you can believe that. And in 1967, I entered the management team of the New York Life Insurance Company and learned how to be a sales manager and developed a tremendous uh, group of people. And we led the nation as a, as a group. So I was extraordinarily blessed in that respect. And in 1971, I became a general manager of the New York Life Insurance Company and spent 17 years building what was known as the number one agency in New York Life. Uh, and I did that through consulting services. I did that through developing pros, working with new uh, entry, new entry level people, uh, in the insurance business, and it worked out extraordinarily well. And in 1981, when I resigned from New York Life, I formed the Rushmore Consulting Group. And the purpose of that group was I saw so much disparity or gaps in planning, estate planning and corporate uh, benefit planning, that it was so apparent to me that people needed to have a holistic approach to the planning cycle. 
And holistic approach means that uh, the, the attorney, just to give an example, the attorney does legal work and there's some very good attorneys. And there's some attorneys that, you know, all attorneys are not created equal. So a good estate planning attorney can, the type of work that he does can vary dramatically. But that's what they do. They, if you want to call it, sell trust to solve problems. Then the accountant, he keeps the numbers. He follows uh, the line trying to keep the tax bill down and, and doing that kind of thing. And typically, that's where the box that they stay in. The insurance guy, he's out there selling insurance because he thinks that's the only uh, solution to the problem. The commercial insurance people, all they're doing is mitigating commercial risk. And I thought, this is crazy. The business owner, the estate owner, they got to talk to all these people to get their plan together. And frankly, it's like building a home, talking to the electrician, deciding what he's going to do, talking to the cement uh, guy, deciding what he's going to do. That doesn't work. You need a general contractor. And the general contractor will hire an architect. And the architect designs the entire look of what they're doing and all the aspects uh, that are needed to be implemented. So that's what we did with Rushmore. We became a holistic planner. We created what we call is the blueprint. And the blueprint is designed just like a construction blueprint. And it identifies all of the things that are out of sync, that are risk-oriented for Mm -hmm. a client in their business documents, in their wills and trusts, in their financial planning, in their commercial insurance. It's a mitigated MRI, if you will, to be able to determine here's where you are now. Now, you don't have to do anything about it, but it does give you a picture of all the risks that are relevant to your current situation. And then we outline the solutions, the things that they can do in the legal, accounting, financial, commercial, and uh, liquidity planning areas that can help them resolve the problem. Information is not, knowledge is uh, knowledge is powerful, and when people have knowledge, uh, they look at planning as a as a current, exciting project like building a new house. Mm-hmm. Bob, a moment ago you were talking about being an expert. What makes an insurance advisor an expert? Well, I you know, I almost hate to use the word expert because that kind of drives people into you know a different area. What we have done is become a great student of what the attorney does what the accountant does, what the commercial insurance people do, to the point where we can identify areas that need to be addressed. Whether you cl- we're members of the Trust and Estate Planning Council out of London, we are very active, involved in, in working with family offices and large corporations and, and uh, people that have means to be able to help them know the direction they're going. Banks use us, trust companies use us, estate planning attorneys use us. Uh, simply because we do something that nobody else does, and that is we look at all the tools that a corporation could use that can help reduce tax, reduce liability outside of commercial insurance. We advocate commercial insurance, and we have one of our pros, one of our faculty members is in charge of Marsh McLennan, and they do uh, the audits on insurance contracts to make sure that people's uh, commercial insurance is in place. When we present the the blueprint, it is a uh, it is an amalgamation of expert opinions because we use outside counsel, outside experts to review our findings to make sure we're on point. Then we take people to the legal and professional community that will implement. We are the architects, and the architect needs to know 
exactly the bearing walls, uh, the where the plugs go, and all that stuff. And that's what my team knows. So, you know, if we're an expert, it's because we are vetted by all the best. And when we get done, we get concurrence. We're typically hired by the law firm so that we can have the, the, the client can get attorney-client privilege and all this private information. So it's the, the law firm typically is who hires us and pays us. And so, you know, that's kind of a general picture, Eric, mm-hmm. of, of uh, our expertise. On previous podcasts, you've spoken about uh, how a policy specific, specifically is constructed. And I know that you've got extensive experience with that and you've you've done that for a number of years. How does having that type of knowledge help you with your clients? Well, when we do, after we do all of the things, all the planning recommendations uh, for an estate client, an estate client is someone that's, that typically they have 30 to 50 million or more in combined assets, businesses and other other. Uh, assets. We're not, we do work with people that have lesser amounts, but typically they're over $25 million because the the tools that we use, the problems that we solve are typically used by, you know, heavy, heavy weight uh, things. What we do in the insurance area, remember insurance is an asset class. It's, it's deemed that by the courts. So it's indisputable. It is a asset class. People don't look at it as uh, that they look at it as an expense instead of an asset, uh, instead of an investment. But, but what I do is I help people look at the fact that it in fact is a line of credit and it's something that will be paid and it will be paid to your heirs to make sure that your home and your assets don't need to be liquidated and it, the biggest problem that it solves is interfamily arguments. You know, one of the biggest things that happens in an estate is the families end up not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And money does change people. But back to the policy, there's a, a, a myriad of things that we do in constructing what a policy looks like. A policy of life insurance is nothing more than a liquidity source, a money source. And when the proper legal authorities do the planning to to reduce the future growth and the future, uh, not growth, but the future tax growth on someone's assets, once they've done that, then there's always a immediate cash requirement to solve to solve the estate tax issue. And that's where we come in and do a cost of money study. And when we do a cost of money study, we look at every facet of where a client can obtain the money or his family can to clear the debt that the IRS has created for them. So life insurance and dissecting it and restructuring it is what we do. Uh, it doesn't, many times it doesn't even look like a retail product. You know, it's, there's many forms that we are a special specialist in. And I, you know, I would encourage people uh, that are listening to this to understand that the planning is precedes any solutions. And I, and I can't emphasize that strongly enough. The blueprint does not drive clients to a conclusion where somebody's going to make money. It drives a conclusion to determine where your liabilities are, uh, where you can protect yourself against bankruptcy, lawsuits. Uh, many times, substantial amounts of taxes can be saved without taking you know anything beyond the law. And, and we help clients evaluate and, and uh, understand how it all fits. So life insurance uh, comes in, in a latter part, and it's a liquidity solution. Uh, 
a money solution when it comes to after you've done your planning and you got things in place and you understand what you're doing, then you look at how to fund the the cost of the money, the tax money, because you could you could pay 140 percent for that tax money, or you can pay 30 percent. So you know, meaning that if you if you needed 10 million dollars, you could pay 13, 14 million to get the 10, or you could pay three uh, three million to get the 10. And it's you know over your lifetime, so it's a, it's 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 a design issue. Uh, I, I hope that's answered a little bit of what you asked me, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things that you said, and you said it on previous podcasts as well, is that insurance is an asset, right? I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Tell me how an asset is different than what most people's perceptions of it is. You, you kind of said that they look at it as an expense, right? Yeah, but they do. It's really, an asset. People tend to put life insurance into the same bucket as car insurance, liability insurance, all the things that are should do's but not want to's. Mm-hmm. In other words, people are always thinking of this as an expense. How much is it going to cost? They shop their auto insurance every year. They shop their liability every year. Uh, that's just in the nature of that product. That product is a commodity. It's a great, you know, it's a great, it solves a great problem. Uh, but it's not something that is the same as a life insurance contract. You don't know if you're ever going to get money back from a liability con- uh, insurance contract. I've had insurance on uh, my homes for years. Uh, I've never, you know, made the, any substantial claims. I've had, you know, car insurance. You got to have it, but it's a should do. And so what we do is people end up wanting, if I can use the word wanting, to have the liquidity that costs them 80, 90% less than any other method. Hmm. If they want to keep the assets in the family and, and have them generationally passed down without taxes, without liability. I mean, you could do something for your kids today that they can't do for themselves, nor can you do for yourself. And that you can protect the kids from broken divorce, asset splits, uh, lawsuit, lawsuit losses, bankruptcy losses, uh, you know, just all kinds of things that you can't do for yourself. You can Mm -hmm. do for them very inexpensively. And we help clients understand that 80% of the clients that we have, even those that have done good legal work, uh, 80% of them have substantial, uh, missing blanks in their planning and we help them correct that. We don't throw the attorney under the bus. We collaborate with the attorney. The attorney typically hires us. When there is an issue where the attorney missed something, we do this. We convey that information to the attorney, and we let him bring it up uh, so that he's the winner. I, I don't want to be any, you know, I don't want to make him feel mm-hmm. or the client feel that they have the wrong people. Uh, so we don't do that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's important, incredibly important. So, uh, Absolutely, Bob. It's incredibly important to maintain those relationships uh, and and uh, being able to put the advisor kind of on a pedestal almost, backing them up. That's that's huge. That's huge for their relationship with their client, your relationship with uh, the advisor. That's, so that's fantastic. Now, I, I want to switch back to the Rushmore Group. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Okay. So what does the Rushmore Group do that other estate planning firms might not do? 
Well, you know, when you say estate planning groups, that kind of uh, lumps uh, attorneys. I mean, that we don't practice law. That's not what we do. We don't draft documents. We look at attorneys as contractors, and we look at us as architects. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that talk that way, but what they're trying to do is sell life insurance, or they're trying to uh, get you to buy something, and the planning is designed to lead you to that conclusion. We don't do that. Uh, what we do is we... We tell it as it is. We lay out the problems that exist, whether they're tax issues or document issues or the lack of liquidity issues. All of those things are laid out as these are issues, they're gaps. Uh, do they bother you? And, you know, when somebody tells me they want to keep the assets in the family for the kids in the bloodline, uh, they don't want to inundate the, the family with too much money too fast, but they want to make sure they got a safety net for the family. Mm -hmm. Uh, then I know that it has to be handled properly and all those things have to be looked at. So our our team builds a a agnostic, if you will, uh, approach to all the things that they can do in legal, financial, commercial insurance, some of the things like ESOPs and captives for corporations. All of those things are in our battle bag. We outline if they, in fact, are tools to solve a problem a client has. We just recently we had a client, a builder uh, client that uh, uh, was very successful. He had a very big company, uh, and like most of us, he was in a hurry. You know, he had lots of things going on, making a lot of money, flying his jet. You know, doing you know around to see his projects and all that. But he wasn't doing a good job at, at, at like the old saying, the cobbler's kids don't have shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he was just, it was not, he was not, not that he didn't care, not that he wasn't capable. He was very, very bright, but it wasn't a priority to him until we started talking about it. And what I said to him is, George, your, your legacy is what you do with what you leave behind. It's not what you leave behind. It's what you do with what you leave behind. Mm-hmm. Most of my very wealthy clients want to keep the wealth in the bloodline, most of them. And charity might play a part in that. And we do a lot of planning around uh, charitable solutions, if that be uh, an impetus. But our planning uh, is specific to being agnostic and being able to look at all the things that someone can do without preference and not drive something to uh, buying something, it's we bring in the best. We have a faculty that we bring in after we've made our determination. We use Marsh as the commercial uh, end of the, we use Roy Farmer, who owns a, the very largest uh, ESOP evaluation company. We use Fred Turner, the American Bar's vice chairman on captives, who owns a company called Active Captive. We use attorneys like Matt Brown at Brown and Straza, Rick Albrecht at Albrecht and Barney, uh, the you know uh, Jeffrey Mangles Butler. We I could go on and on and on the attorneys that we use. Some of them are large, some of them are regional. If they have the expertise, we bring them in to resolve the problem. If in fact the client doesn't have any uh, uh, specialists in the areas that we've discovered uh, need some work in. So did I answer your question or or not? No, yeah, that, that's that's perfect. I mean, to me, it sounds like you're way more than your typical estate planning firm. <laughs> I mean, that's well, all, yeah, now, that. yeah, Eric, an estate planning firm is typically known to be an attorney. An attorney will look at all the wills and trusts to be able to solve someone's problem. He doesn't talk about tax problems, income mm-hmm. tax problems. He talks about estate problems or 
uh, maybe corporate problems. He doesn't talk about income tax problems. He doesn't talk about income tax solution, corporate income tax solution problem uh, solutions. He doesn't talk about liquidity planning. Uh, he may do a lot of planning to mitigate the taxes on the future growth of assets. But what he doesn't do is evaluate all the methods that they need to know about to pay the the bill on what's not what's not mm-hmm. moved out of the estate. So, you know, what we do is a, a huge help to wealthy, busy people. Uh, you know, I just had uh, you know one one uh, financial officer tell me that he said, "Don't be uh, disturbed if the if, if the wife." Doesn't sick, you know, stay around. She has a temp- uh, She has the attention of a hummingbird. She just isn't really, you know, interested in this kind of stuff. I said, "Thanks for telling me." So, you know, I didn't take it personal. So, when we got into the blueprint, we were in it about forty-five minutes before I realized she was asking more questions than he was. She was <laughs> on top of it. She was standing up. So was he looking at the blueprint? The blueprints are full, rolled up in a tube construction blueprint that shows all of their life and all of their trusts and all of the the mm. first part of it is diagnostic. And so that's what we do. It's, it's really different than an estate planning attorney. An insurance guy could call him an estate planning. And what he's trying to do is sell life insurance. Nothing wrong with selling life insurance, but it's a solution to a problem after mm-hmm. you've used the tools in the legal community to get rid of the inflation, or the tax on the inflation. So uh, we're different, you know, yeah. there, I'm sure somebody in the country may be as thorough and, and unique as what we are, but, uh, for anybody listening to this, you need to call me at 800-824-3911 and ask any questions. I mean, we'll, uh, we're an open book. Transparency is important to us. Yeah. You've always been very transparent. And, and, uh, now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to kind of ask a question that actually does set you apart from these other folks out there. Uh, you, so you have the Rushmore Group, and you've got the sister company, Settlement Masters. How do they work together so well? Well, they're two separate entities. Rushmore is a, is a, a C corporation, and uh, Settlement Masters is a limited liability company. They were set up separately. They don't function uh, interchangeably, but they are resources for each other. Uh, when we're talking, when we're dealing with uh, evaluating insurance portfolios and their effectiveness, there are a ton, as you know, because we've done a lot of these Settlement Master podcasts, there's a ton of elderly people, elderly meaning in the 80s and 90s, that have insurance and bought it for the purpose of paying estate taxes, and those policies are blowing up. They're underfunded. The carriers increase the cost. Uh, people are having, get, they're getting bills on their annual statements of five times. So when we're doing the estate planning, oftentimes we're looking at that, and we're having settlement masters evaluate their contracts. And as you know from our previous podcast, we do a very thorough analytic job mm-hmm. at looking at how we can keep that policy. And then if it's not keepable or they don't want it, we look at the capital market value so that they can see it's not worth 200000 It's worth a million two hundred thousand. And so that you know makes people happy if they have a policy that they do not want, they want to get rid of. So that's how they work interchangeably, Eric. 
fantastic. And, and again, I know you already gave out the number, but uh, one more time. I mean, we're going to close up this podcast. How do people reach out if they have questions about the Rushmore Group or about Settlement Masters? Well, first of all, go online. You can go to uh, rushmoregroup.com or the, the T-H-E settlementmasters.com. And there's a lot of uh, information on both of those separate uh, websites. Or they can call me at 800-824-3911 and just ask for Bob Larson. My assistant's name is Sherry Barrett, and her direct line is 949-825-6161. And if you have any questions, call me. I mean, even if you're working with a great attorney right now and you don't know what you don't know, uh, all mm-hmm. attorneys aren't created equal. All people in my business are not created equal. You know that. I mean, people have various degrees of commitment, uh, ethics, uh, expertise, and we've tried to to uh, associate with the best in the industry uh, as faculty members, and we have uh, a tremendous uh, library of information from people that have a billion dollars of assets all the way down to $25 million of assets, which is a, you know, a hell of a big spread, but yeah. uh, all the tools that are out there, uh, other than those that are on the bleeding edge, which we stay away from, uh, you know, one of the guys that we work with is a former head of the IRS gift and estate tax department, Chuck Morris, and hmm. he's local and he's a good friend. And when we have something that looks too good to be true, we run it by him. And he typically says it's too good to be true. It yeah. will be, it will be marked and nobody wants to have a, an audit, uh, on something that they did because it was, you know, it was a tax straddle or something like that. You don't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, we don't sell investments. We're only, we only are a planner and a liquidity supplier. And that's what we do. Fantastic. And I'll tell you what, uh, he, he gave out Sherry's number as well. She is fantastic. Right, Bob? <laughs> She's, yeah, she you'll, really you'll, <laughs> you'll have a good experience with any of my staff. Sherry happens to be extremely talented, uh, yep. been in the business for 20 years and been with me for quite a long time. Awesome. All right, Bob, thank you so much. This is a great podcast. Thanks for putting this on today. You're more than welcome, Eric. All right. And thank you all for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Bob comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at the Settlement Masters, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.